Yes, it's me, Mark Stone, and this is the Backseat Driver Podcast. I'd like to introduce a gentleman called Tony Hayes to the Backseat Driver Radio Show. He's the Managing Director of GLC Group and GLC Aviation Services. He supplies mobile and fixed powers, uh, along with uh, his good lady wife and uh, everybody else, to RAF stations, Gatwick Airport, uh, London City Airport, and such like as that. Tony, welcome to the Backseat Driver Radio Show. Thanks, Mark. Now, uh, you also are now the man behind, or one of the people behind, Saturn EV, Saturn Electric Vehicles. Now, as most people listening will know, along with my good friend Andy Entwistle from the British Motor Show fame, we ain't exactly major electric vehicle fans, but all of a sudden Andy said to me, there's an electric vehicle produced by a guy called Tony Hayes, you'll like, I like it, you'll like it. I mean... What exactly is a Saturn EV, and how did it how did it come about from a gentleman who supplies power to air to airports? Yeah. Well, firstly, if I say EVs to my sons, they run a mile. <laughs> Basically, my sons and and to me to a degree are complete petrol heads. Yeah. Um, but but over the last um, five years or so, airports have changed massively. The diesel tugs have gone, you know, the diesel um, little vehicles they used to tow the baggage hangs things, yeah. they've all gone electric. You know, and if you go around to an airport these days, certainly on airside, you'll see everything is electric. Right. You know? but so, you know, I looked at this, um, like I said, two, three years ago and thought, you know what, there's, there's room here for a small, simple, effective electric van. You know, and, and, and that's what we did. We went out there and we researched the market. We looked at, at what we could do and how we could do it. Yeah. And, and we got ourselves an electric van. So basically I buy uh, the components in from, um, from overseas. We, we put them together here. Uh, we do our road test and uh, away we go. So, you know, we've got a nice little, what we call a city van. If you want to do a million miles, don't buy our van. <laughs> What's your other logo? If you want to hit 60 in sub three seconds, don't buy our electric vehicles. <laughs> a- absolutely. That's exactly what it is. We're not a Tesla. We're not an Audi. We're not a BMW. What we are is simple, effective, and I believe cost-effective, practical little vehicles, you know. So we have the van, and, and our car should be, and it was going to be launched at the British Motor Show, um, we'll be here in, uh, we should be ready to go middle of June, and that's uh, a tiny little, it's very similar to the old minis, if you like, Yeah. Um, that sort of size, it's, uh, it'll do 35 miles an hour, and it'll take you for 50 odd miles, mate. depends on your driving, obviously, if you, if you put, put your foot to the floor everywhere, you're not going to get that range, <laughs> but uh, some people will get 80 miles out of it if you drive it sensibly, you know, and it's a, it's about being able to drive one of those in a city. You know, if we look at London now, the inner city, what's it, 20 mile an hour limit? Yeah. You know, so it, it's all for those vehicles, you know, and our price, the uh, the prices are really, really competitive compared to pretty much anything out there, really. Yeah. I mean, like, you look at some of the, uh, like, like the, uh, the Nissan Leaf and the Renault Zoe, and... 
the price of them is is high now i know there's been various grants some grants come some grants go also char charging because a lot of the a lot of people can't charge up on the cell or use it put it in charge it up in your garage your driveway not everybody has a garage or a driveway but who who designed these little cars because there's the van and the car which i conclude share a lot of commonality of parts and style yeah the the Nissan Leaf is probably the pioneer for the small family car, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, and the electric side. And, and you know what? It's a very, very good little car. You know, it, it's been around a long while, um, but it is relatively expensive. Uh, the, 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 the size of the vehicles is that, I suppose, if you look at, at the way the world's going, I mean, I don't know if you know about the much about the aviation industry. Um, there's a lot looking at, at these mini airport drone taxis for want of a better word do you know what i mean so i think oh yeah i mean they do they do, they do appear they as you said it, it's like a drone that's uh, big enough for uh, its driver and the passenger yeah very much so very much so 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 the size of the vehicles i suppose we've gone backwards in a way because we had the little we had what the little 500s you we had the little um uh, what other ones? We had the Mini. Um, we've had all lots of little cars over the years, haven't we? Well, I mean, like the, there's the Messerschmitts, there's the, uh, yeah. the there's the bubble cars, the, the i-setters. I mean, one of the famous small cars, which was absolutely hated, and now he's making a resurgence as a classic, and the, there is rumour to be a company producing an electric looky-likey, is the Trabant. Really? Yes. Mm. And of course, yeah. there's a, there's another company out there that produces a, 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 an electric version of what was the famous Morris van that everybody used to know and love. Yeah, very much so. I, I saw a bit of that, uh, that after, and, and you know what? That is the way to go forward. I, I really believe it because you know the roads are getting chockers. Your inner city roads are absolute nightmare. I think the average speed in London is something like 9.5 miles an hour. You know. It's ridiculous. I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. A few weeks ago, I had to... Uh, that's before all this came about. Uh, I had to go to Brooklands and back in the day. OK, it's a longish journey, but the bulk of it's motorway, so it's no great problem. It took me an hour and a half to cover the last five miles. And, I mean, that is... You're in, shall we say, the environs of London. You're not in London. And all that time to cover just five miles. Yeah, that, that's right. So, so when we looked at we looked at this a lot, you know, and, and you know, we're not going to take you. Like I said, we're not going to do not sixty in two seconds. We're not going to do four hundred miles an hour. We're not going to do any of that rubbish. What we will do is we'll take you up to thirty-five miles an hour, you know, and, and most most journeys between sort of uh, the suburbs into the city centres are those speed limits, you know. Yeah. And we'll do we'll do that quite comfortably. We'll take you to work. We'll bring you home. We can do the school run. We can do anything of that nature, you know, in in the city. But if you want to take the van, well, the van will do up to 50 miles an hour. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it is definitely horses for courses. The thing about driving in traffic, you know, if, if you're not making any noise as such in the vehicles, they are, they, they tend to make you a little bit more passive in, in a way. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose when you sat in it, knowing... It doesn't have an incredible note to 60. Uh, it's Harry Flatters at 35 or thereabouts. And uh, if you go daft in it, you'll run out of electricity. It's likely to make you um, very conscious of what you're in, your range and everything else, and the fact that 
you bought it to take uh, your son or your daughter to school uh, and pick up some shopping or a small package on the way back home before you plug it in and charge it up again. You know what, and you're absolutely right. And, and you know, in part of one of the family cars we have here, in fact, my son has a, uh, has a 911. You yeah. know, it's the... Uh, it's a beautiful car. It's the you know twin turbo, right? But but it's sitting next to him in a traffic jam. He won't be going any faster than me and my electric car. <laughs> the nine elevens I know extremely well, but yeah, I once drove one through London. I found it incredibly irritating because I just I, I was crawling along at the same speed as a clapped out Morris Manning next to me. <sighs> <laughs> I know, I know, and then you're up and down on the gears and all that, so yeah, no. <laughs> um, so that's where we are, you know, we, we the charging-wise, well, we, we, we you, you take it home, you plug it in to your, your, your 13 or your 3-pin socket and away you go. Yeah. Um, which is much the same as, as most vehicles, you know, we, we draw very little charging, you know, it's uh, it's based on a, a, a 3.2 to, to the 7 kilowatt range, yeah. which overnight is actually pence to charge, you know. About how long will it take to charge one up? Well, the, the typical charging time is between six and eight hours. Right. Okay. But if you've if you've already got that charge left in, then then you're not going to take that length of time. And like most most electric vehicles, they have a uh, a battery management system in it, so it'll take you sort of up to 70 percent quite quickly, yeah. and then it'll it'll slow charge the last part. Right, so if, if, if you've used, say, if it's an 80-mile range and you've used, say, 45 to 50 of it, if you nip back home because you still have a little errand to do, plug it in for about plug it in for about an hour while you have a brew and sort things out, it'll be ready to go on the journey that you want. Well, it's certainly charged more than yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Every time you plug it in, you're going to add it to it. And, and some of the things that we're looking at at the moment is that, at the moment, in the car, we have a uh, we, we have a small battery compared to everyone else. You know, it's about an eight point six kilowatt yeah. um, battery, but we can double the battery size. You know, which will give you your extra range if it's needed. You right. know, um, we're looking at a, a solar panel that will go on the roof. So, you know, if you're going from uh, I don't know, you do a, a ten mile journey in the morning, ten mile journey home. You know, and and then during the day, you you, you trickle charging. Well, it may be a case that then you only need to charge the vehicle. Once a week, yeah. You know, so, so we're looking at different things all the time, but at the same time, we want to keep it. We want to keep it simple. Yeah, uh, we want to keep it simple. We want to be affordable. Uh, you know, and we're not going to fly you to the moon. You know, no. we haven't got a space age flipping system inside that does this, that, and everything else. It is a simple, basic little vehicle. But I mean, roughly, of case, an electric engine. Roughly, if you were equating it to a petrol engine, what's the engine size? Oh, that's it. You mean as in uh, brake horsepower? Well, yeah. I mean, is it like the equivalent of, uh, say, like uh, a thousand cc or something like that? I mean, that was like what made the minis, the minis, the original minis with thousand cc and eight fifty cc. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's more like the uh, more like the Fiat five hundred, which wasn't that. Uh, half a litre thing or something like that, wasn't it? 500 cc. Oh yeah, well they didn't quarter 0-60 because it wouldn't actually do 60. And I conclude, <laughs> you, I, I conclude your little EV will be the same. It will. Yeah, I think it might do it downhill with a back wind. Maybe. Yeah, and a full load. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the joke is that on the back of a train it'll go faster, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the van, of course, will be a two-seater or it could possibly be a one-seater because many vans don't need to carry a passenger. The car, how many how many passengers will the car carry? Uh, 
the, the car's a four-seater. Right. Um, and the van is two-seater. Right. Um, the, you know... The, well, what we're doing, we're doing all this, they said, so you, you, you have your stereo system, you have your Bluetooth, you have all that, and we're, we're adding the tracker systems to each one of our vans as well. Yeah. Um, they're, they're functional, they're practical, and they, they like I said, I, I, I keep quoting it, but they do do what they say on the tin. Yeah. You know, and, and people say, oh, I need to do this, Johnny, oh, I drive on the motorway every day. Well, you don't want one of our vehicles, really. You know, it's refreshing to hear a manufacturer turn around and have the confidence to say to potential customers, don't buy our car, don't buy our van, it's the wrong thing for you. Uh, because most most people will sell a vehicle to a, a punter, whether the punter wants it or not, and he ends up with something that's of no use to him, and the salesman's delighted because he's made his commission. Yeah, and, and, but the problem is, well, no, it's not the problem, but the fact is that... You know, it, it's us that, that, that it's our reputation and it's our it's our business, and you know, and we're not out there to because uh, we want to sell we want to sell hundreds and hundreds of vehicles. You know, yeah. we we want to set up our, our, a nice little cottage industry down in here in Sussex. We want to employ people, <laughs> but we'll get that name if we if we tell people it does things that actually doesn't. You know, so there's no point. What, what would be the point in doing that? You're right. We're not. We're not necessarily looking or a lot of salesmen looking at big fat commissions we, we don't do that I think the other thing is as well, because you're a new vehicle, you, you're not having to live up to a reputation. I mean, a lot of the big manufacturers, Audi, BMW, Jaguar, they're, they're bringing out electric vehicles that have to live up to their existing reputation of being fast, luxurious, and everything else that goes with that particular mark. You you don't have to live up to anything because I'm not being funny. You have nothing to live up to. No, absolutely. And, and it's funny you can make make um, comments about the Audis and the BMWs. And, and don't get me wrong, they they do build fantastic vehicles. Oh yeah, well, I'm not I'm not denying that fact. I'm just yeah. saying you look at the price of them and everything else, and you think straw on. Exactly that, and that's where it becomes becomes pointless really to a degree. You know, if if you look at uh, if you're doing a ten mile journey. And most of that journey is sitting in traffic doing 25 miles an hour a maximum. You know, do you need do you need every sensor under the sun to tell you this wheel's doing that, that wheel's doing this, you know? I don't think you do. I don't think you do. No, um, no. Uh, the only thing all the readouts will tell you is you're stationary and have been for 20 minutes. <laughs> and what radio station you're tuned into. Yeah. Now, so I'm saying that's exactly where we are. We, we, we are... We're a small business. We're hoping to grow. Um, we produce a couple of what we believe are practical little vehicles. Whereabouts are they actually being manufactured? Have you got your own little facilities? Because from the sound, from the sounds of it, it's like you said, you're a cottage industry. Your lads will be in the back garden in the shed knocking them out. <laughs> we did start that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we started... Uh, if I tell you, I have a classic mini in the garage. My garage at the moment is stripped down, ready to be um, fitted with electric running train. <laughs> Tells you where we are. Yeah. Um, the thing about if I, I'll refer back to the aviation side that we do with um, on aircraft. So, so ground power, 
we tried uh, ground power for aircraft, obviously, because you, you'll come up to a stand, aircraft will shut its engines down, but you need to keep everything running. So we provide the plug-in power for that. Now, some of the units we deal with could be, I don't know, 180 kVA or so forth like that. Yeah. But the principles are exactly the same that you have for an electric car. So we know all about... The, the, the way the powertrain works, we know what the mode, how the mode works, we know how it gets converted DC to AC and, and all those things. You know, so it, it, it's it's relatively simple to move forward on that that point. So we, we started with looking at bits and pieces. We then took a uh, a small um, what can't be described more, I suppose, a double side stable in a local farm. Yeah. And um, recently we've moved to. Bad timing, admittedly. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody's done anything that, shall we say, has been well-timed with, with what's currently happening. And I think the other problem is, currently, with no indications of when things might be eased and people can start going to work again, the, the, hereby or thereby hangs the major financial problems for everybody. Uh, it, it, it is a mess. It is a mess. So, yeah, so three me. Yeah, three months ago we moved into, uh, or a couple of months ago, we moved into a, a proper uh, industrial unit. So in there we, we've got our ramps set up, we've got our, our if you like, for want of a better, a tiny mini production line. Uh, we'll get the moulds in, you know, and we'll, we'll assemble there. Yeah. Um, currently, currently it's um, it's me and the help of my sons at the moment. Um, reluctantly they do that. <laughs> <laughs> have you never told them to read like the uh, biographies of Lee Iacocca they could actually become major players in an international motor industry <laughs> just, just not interested <laughs> what makes it even worse is my sons have a performance in Hartson Garage so. <laughs> <laughs> tell them not to read DeLorean's into, uh, autobiography that might put them off <laughs> Roughly, I know they've yet to be launched. Roughly, what is the price of them? Because I conclude there won't be different specifications. It'll be a case of that's the van, that's the car. Uh, we're looking at about twelve thousand pounds on the road for the car. Right. I mean that that's exceptional because that that must undercut the cheapest by at least ten thousand pounds, if not a lot more. Well, I think. If we look at the, I think Renault bring out a window, is it, or twin, Twizzy? There was a Twizzy, I mean, I have, I'll, I'll hold my hand up, I have driven a Renault Twizzy, and they are blinding little things to drive. The only thing I will say is, when I drove one on one occasion, the passenger who sits more or less clamped in the back, straight directly behind the driver, can't see anything, and finds it something of a terrifying experience, from what I can gather. I've never sat in the back, I've only ever driven them. But they're great. They're... It's a few years ago now, they haven't been out very long. The local Renault dealer who sold the Twizzies actually took a Bentley Continental in as a part X against one because the woman that had the Bentley was sick and tired of it being vandalised and could never find anywhere to park the damn thing. And she said, best thing I ever did was to get rid of that and buy the Twizzy. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, so, uh, so that's 
so no, we we believe we are very very competitive. The van the van will come in at about sixteen ish, um, and and that gives you an idea of where we are in that marketplace as well. Yeah, and if, when the, when the they are launched, the being, sorry, the reason for the van being a bit more is because obviously it does more speed and uh, it's got a bigger battery pack. Yeah, and it'll have a, a slightly, like most vans, they always have like a slightly beefed up suspension because ultimately they're carrying a load over carrying people. Yeah, very much so. We've got a um, we've got a nice YouTube video of the van actually, and, it, and if you one part of the uh, of the video, you'll see the actual running gear underneath and how it works. All right, right. So, so um, um, the other thing is, I conclude, will you be selling them from where you are or will you create, a, shall we say, a tiny dealer network for them? The, the, the plan is that, obviously, initially, we know, we know we're going to have to sell from where we are, but, but the plan is to set up a, a dealership network. Yeah, we, we'll be actively... In fact, we have, uh, we've already got someone that, that's interested in, in buying the van in Oxfordshire. He's... Uh, uh, an EV dealer, he wants to uh, to bring the vans or buy our vans for us. Um, so yeah, we're looking up, looking to set up a dealership network, most definitely. Yeah. But again, I think I think the dealership network is is it, it probably will be focused on people that are already doing um, or selling EVs or actually want to get into the EV marketplace. Really. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is as well. It's like when people start to see them knocking about that will generate interest especially when shall we say if i was driving one people will ask what it is i think it's when you tell them how much it costs that will turn that will switch them on yeah yeah the cost you know when you think of the buying price and that together the running costs and all the rest it's a very very cheap alternative you know people say to me they say yeah but i go to cornwall every year yeah yeah we'll hire a car when you go to cornwall yeah do you know what I mean? Because you can afford to in the money you're saving. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. Your your take on all this will rock the motor industry. The, the average car salesman will be absolutely mortified and terrified at comments like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. But, but let's be fair, you know, we, we, uh, we, we're trying to do something that's practical and not, you know, I love, I love some of the, the top of the range cars. I really do. Uh, you know, but we're trying to bring something that, that's sensible for the cities. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's one of those things, once people can see them, because uh, I've always said, like I've said earlier on, it's the cost of them uh, and everything else. I mean, a, a great friend of mine, uh, shall we say, he sells Lamborghinis for a living. Uh, his wife acquired a Renault Zoe. Great, fantastic. She had to go to London and she took the kids down and she went to London in the Zoe. No problem. Coming back, it was coming back, it was night time and she found herself sat on various motorway services at two thirty in the morning with two young children, waiting for the thing to get sufficient electricity in it to carry on. And she said, What had been quite an interesting journey southbound became nowhere near as enjoyable northbound because of sat in the middle of nowhere waiting for it to charge up and the, as i said to you when we spoke earlier on um i was using a, a hybrid a plug-in hybrid and i pulled as a good like a good boy pull up at the services have a cup of coffee charge it up all five charging points were uh, out of use you couldn't use them so thanks thankfully i had a full tank of petrol so it's it's one of those things 
certain people the famous range anxiety I think it's switching people on to the fact that this guy doesn't boast about anything and as you said if you want to go a long journey hire one or get your other car out the garage absolutely absolutely I, I, I do a journey to uh, to Gatwick from my home in Sussex uh, pretty much every day okay yeah, uh, and that journey's it depends which way I go. It, it varies from thirty-one to thirty-five miles. You know, yeah. if I if I leave today, it takes me forty minutes, forty-five minutes because there's just no traffic. <laughs> that, that that journey can take me an hour. Yeah, you know? and coming home, if I time it wrong, it's taken me an hour and a half. Yeah, you know, we, we can work out the average speed that you're doing, but unfortunately, our car, our car. Whilst whilst it will do the uh, the average speed, it won't won't actually do the range. So I wouldn't recommend that we use that every day for that side. Not until I I sort the range side out and get it better. Yeah. But if it, but if you live in a city, so you you do a little country journey. You know, our, our our village shop is about two miles down the road. Yeah. You know, so so jump in your little electric and down you go and come back here. You know, if you use it for the right right. It's, um, right usage, then, then it's going to be a perfect little vehicle for you. Yeah. And, and I understand exactly what you're saying about the motorway. There could be nothing worse than sitting on a motorway at, at night, you know, with a couple of small kiddies ch- charging up your vehicle. I don't like topping up fuel. <laughs> Nor do I. But my having said that, there's never been a better time to buy it. It's just the problem is we can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so, so that's where we are. It's definitely horses for courses, you know. Yeah. It says what it does on the tin... And, it, and when you say you want to do this, we're going to do that, I'll tell you, no, we won't do it, we can't do that. You know, there's no point selling you it because you'll be back here moaning saying it doesn't do it. And I said, well, I know it doesn't do it, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one thing you were talking about extending, being able to give it an extended range, does this come, does this come from new battery technology or does it come from, as certain companies have done, by putting a little generator into it? Ah, you see, the generator is an interesting fact, isn't it? Because we, we could easily put in a, uh, a small petrol generator. Because you're putting in, I regard the addition of a petrol generator to be cheating. Yes, exactly. I don't, I don't like that idea. Plus the fact that, that it, it, we, we haven't got that EE certified on the, uh, on the vehicle itself. So that means we'd have to retest and all the rest of it. No, that alone costs a lot of money and takes forever to get yeah. anything done. Um, but we are we are looking at different ways, you know, different ways that that is almost self-generating, you know, from from a bigger battery pack is obviously the obvious way, but batteries generally are quite expensive. But you're right, the technology is getting better and better all the time. Yeah. Um, so so there there's there's one way, you know, the solar panel versions, you know, that's another uh, another way. I mean, that that is that is a fa- that's a fascinating concept. And I think there's a company in America, uh, I think it's Fiscar, I think they do something with solar panels on the roof. And I think it's a fantastic idea because if you do that, then the car is, to a degree, uh, self-contained. It's a little bit like the uh, the hybrids, the self-contained hybrids with the petrol and electric engine, yeah. where the petrol engine, the, the electric engine is always being charged up when running, and the two work together. To team a, an electric car up, or an electric motor up, and batteries with a solar panel on the roof, so it gets a nice shiny black roof, to my mind, has got to be the ultimate in the self-contained electric car. Yeah, and we'll, we'll be we'll be we'll be looking at that long and hard and making it work. Um, it, I know I know where they've had them and, and trialled them, and, and 
was reading an article the other day which was really interesting and perhaps more for uh, for this country that the uh, the solar panel that will also generate under under rain right right so, so as the drops of the rain land on the panels they they are converting that into an electrical energy right well, I, I mean, ironically enough, we, ironically enough, we've been saying uh, it normally ra it's torrential rain for a, a decent period of the year in this country, and of course we're all busy baking, which we wish we were. The rain would be most welcome for a variety of reasons, but I mean, the technology is coming along, and from from the sounds of it, you're you're, all, you're already in an industry in the aviation industry that gives you a bit of a shall we say, a heads-up, or um, gives you a bit of an advantage to your competitors in what's coming along? Yeah, we, we're always looking, we're, you know, we're learning and looking all the time, you know, and that's the thing, you need to keep an open mind all the time, all the time. Don't, don't, don't be, be sort of adverse to anything or any, any, uh, any alternatives until you've exhausted it and, and proved it doesn't work, you Yeah. Know? And I conclude, like certain of the electric cars, I mean, this has always been Tesla's big selling point as such, is the fact that apart from checking on the brake pads or uh, what, etc., EVs tend to require minimal maintenance. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you know, if you on the other side of the business, we, we, we've done a lot of automation for years and years and years. And part of the automation is obviously it requires a motor, it requires a battery, and it requires a controller. So therefore, you could you could take some of our automated products and, and put four wheels on and make them work. <laughs> <laughs> but again, on that side, you're absolutely right. It is it. It's an interesting market. It is an interesting market. It's an interesting field, and and technology is going through leaps and bounds, and it's it's fantastic, really. It really, really is. So, when after you've launched them, what will your uh, build numbers be? Will you build them to order, or will you be able to build a small stock of both car and van, or which do you perceive will be the better seller? It depends how how quickly I can get investors on board. <laughs> <laughs> stock of vans you know i think we'll by the time uh, we were like i said we, we were booked up for fully charged and the british motor show um sadly the motor show is not not happening but the the, the fully charged is in uh october yeah. so by the time we get round to i would say by the time we get round to the middle of august we'll have hopefully half a dozen vans and half a dozen cars ready to go right so if somebody wants to have a look at them and give one of your Saturns, uh, as they say in my part of the world, a court of thought, uh, what, what is the website? How do they get in touch with you? Okay, well, the website is, um, it, it, it's, if you search Saturn EV in Google, it should come up with our, with our website, but that's www.saturn-ev.co.uk. And all the contact details are on there. All the contact details are on there, yeah. Um, it gives you a little brief about the vehicles as well. Um, so, yeah, go on there, have a look. Give us a try. And if somebody wanted to have a look at one, I conclude just in, in the first instance, they'll have to enjoy a ride down to the south. Uh, yes, although we, 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 occasionally we're going, I think we booked up the Valpa um, uh, conference, which is for the uh, all the theme parks and stuff like that. But again, that's sadly been cancelled, but... Give us, give us a shout. We may be in your area doing a, a promo or something. Right. 
Right. But I'd, I'd like to wish you all the best, because as I said, my, my friend down the end whistle and myself are uh, not the greatest fans of electric vehicles for the simple reasons, as we explained. We, we both think they're overly expensive. They don't have the range. Uh, and there's, uh, the, the, there's just the inherent problems of, uh, oh, by the way, uh, you'll need to park up at the services for an inordinate amount of time. That's providing that uh, one of the things is working. And um, it's all the negatives, where from the sounds of it from yours, there are no negatives. Sorry, I completely agree with you, Mark, you know, uh, for, for exactly the same reasons. And that's why we're doing a vehicle that, that isn't, isn't all those things, really. You yeah. know, it, we, we tell you what it does, don't try and do more. In many ways, it's like the anti-EV EV. <laughs> yes, if you like. Yeah, we're not an, we're not an Apple phone on wheels. <laughs> Right, Tony Hayes from Saturn EV. Thank you very much for joining me on the Backseat Driver Radio Show. It's been great chatting to you. It's nice to talk to somebody who uses common sense in car manufacturing. And I think that's why, since you're new to it, I think that's one of the reasons you've got it right, because you have no preconceived ideas about all this. So once again, Tony, thanks very much for joining me on the Backseat Driver Radio Show. And thank you very much for having us. And hopefully we'll see you on one of them motoring uh, expos around the country soon. All being well. Thanks so much indeed, Tony. Take care. Cheers, Mark. Thank you. Bye. Bye.